now time for the second edition of this very bouncy brain edition of Game Pass or Pass, the podcast where we play games on Microsoft's Game Pass service, tell you which games to pass on to your friends and which games to penetrate the mind and convince them to just pass on by. I am your resident psychonaut, Corey. I am joined by the new intern, Basher. I'll allow it. Like, like pe- people think these these uh, cold opens are are rehearsed and and written, but like, no, these are off the top. Like, Corey is that quick with it. I'm that good. Those pauses are for dramatic effect, not me thinking. That's that's that's. I've been doing this a long time, and it's a skill I put on my resume, and that's why I have no job offers currently on the table. <laughs> Even during this crisis, when there's so many jobs, I I make it sound like I'm homeless. <laughs> But I can I can confirm I am not homeless. <laughs> You're recording this out your car and you still have better audio than me. Exactly. That that's how committed I am. This is Game Pass or Pass. We're gonna be talking about Psychonauts 2 on this episode. But before that, did you know you can rate us on your favorite podcast service? If you rate us, we'll read it. We'll talk about it. And it helps more people find these episodes. Isn't that what we all want to come together? Or you can shoot us a text message. Or voicemail at 574-651-9256. But enough of that. Let's go over the details of this long-awaited sequel, Psychonauts 2. This is developed by Double Fine Games, makers of the original Psychonauts, as well as some beloved classics like Brutal Legend and uh, not yeah Broken Age. I almost said Double Age. I knew that wasn't right. Broken Age. Although, I don't know. I think I picked probably like the other two that are maybe... They're most controversial. <laughs> and, I was about to say, you picked the two games that I don't like. Right, yeah. So maybe, yeah. I actually didn't like uh, Brutal Legend that much at all, but I did like Broken Age. I like Broken Age for what it was. It was it was neat for a second, but whatever. Yeah, it was, it was cool. I like the art of that game. Anyways, that's not what we're here to talk about. This game is regularly priced at $59.99. It is a third-person action-adventure game, available on Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S, PC, PlayStation 4, and PlayStation 5. This was one of the original Fig games. You guys remember Fig? Anybody? Uh, Fig Newtons? No, Fig the crowdfunding platform. So I, Oh! So the, the whole idea of Fig was it was like Kickstarter, but you actually got like a... a it was like you, you bought part of the development, so you bought part of the game. You actually owned part of the game. Um, not many games got funded through it, but this is one of them. This was, this was one of those games. But obviously this also take, took place after the Microsoft acquisition because Microsoft did acquire Double Fine, which for some reason I keep forgetting. Don't know why. Um, they, they did acquire them, and uh, there's been publicly sort of uh, stated that Microsoft kind of got this game over the finish line and made it a better game. I guess boss fights did not exist in this game until Microsoft was able to sort of add some funds and help them sort of ship it out the door. Um, there, is an, there is a native Xbox Series X and S version, kind of. It does run at 120 frames. There's 120 honey, honey frames. 120 frames mode on the Xbox Series X and S that is not on the PlayStation 5. And you can get HDR on the Xbox, but it is using the auto HDR algorithm. Uh, so it is not native support. On PlayStation 5, you are basically playing the PS4 version at a slightly higher resolution. Unprofessional, sir. Wow. Uh, that can only be a very important message. It's, I, I'm going to guarantee it's not. 
It definitely isn't <laughs> at all. Uh, there's no crossplay in this game because it doesn't make sense. Uh, there is no cloud saves though either. So if you're on PC or Xbox, uh, your save does not travel with you. And as of right now, there is no DLC. Psychonauts two. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Uh, so you open up the show with a long-awaited sequel, and you're absolutely right. But I'm, I'm glad I'm part of the lucky people who kind of didn't play this when it first came out. Uh, I mean, the, the, the first one anyway, because I have I don't have to wait, like, what, 15 years right. for this to come out? Right. I, I, I guess uh, I didn't mention that, like, in the whole fake thing. So when this was funded on Fig, that was, like, 20... It's either 15 or 16. Uh, so this has been in development for five plus years, I believe. So just to give a little context to that. This specific title was in development for that long? Yes. That's interesting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how big of a team is Double Fine? Uh, that I don't know. They're not huge. I know that. But they were also doing other projects in that time. Um, like I believe, I believe they started working on it at the end of Broken Age. Um, and they did like Knights and Bikes, and then I th- was Costume Quest two somewhere in there as well. Oh, I forgot Costume yeah. Quest. Okay, and then uh, they actually did a small Psychonauts game, uh, Psychonauts in the Rhombus of Ruin, I think it was called for PlayStation VR, <laughs> of all things. Um, so they've had some other projects in there, but this is their first major project in a long time. Well, I gotta say. Welcome back, Psychonauts. Uh, it's good to see you again. It's it's definitely more of it's one of those sequels that that uh that's definitely more of the same. Uh, it doesn't go too far outside the box, in the, in a good way. Yeah, I, I I struggle to say that it's more of the same because it it is, but it isn't. Uh, they have sixty five employees, by the way. Um, I think it it is it is definitely the first game, but it's a it's a more modern version of it. You know, we talked about the the first game not too long ago because we kind of played it in anticipation for this game, and I feel like a lot of my issues from that first game uh, have been squashed. But I also I I also find new issues in this game that were not in the first one. Um, so I guess that's why I say I struggle to. It is it is definitely a sequel though. Like you know, a lot of times when you have this this amount of time in between games, sometimes they can they can change. But no, like this is legitimately a straight up sequel. Yeah, it definitely feels like um, like this game was made back to back almost, and and the only thing that changed was kind of the platforms is on. So like and and for me, a lot of there's just a lot of instant improvements other than visuals obviously i feel like it like like the floaty controls are a little tighter and uh i'm, not, I'm missing way less jumps now i had an issue excuse me uh in the first game uh hitting certain jumps it was just a little kind of off for me but like i feel like everything's a little tighter a little more uh i feel like the edges have looked sharper in this one um it takes place even um, the story-wise. It, it picks up right after, like pretty much like a, just a short time after the first one, right? right. Well, it, it actually, I believe it takes place very, very quickly after Rhombus right. of Ruin. Um, so, and, when the, and that didn't take place that much farther past the first one. So, no, not a lot of time has passed or anything like that. So that said, I mean, 
one of I, I mean I don't want to blow the load early, but you already had a a very good action adventure game, Psychonauts One, and kind of building off of that, you had like it just it just got better overall for me. Yeah, I I think I think the the story of this game. Uh, and I don't mean like the actual story. I think the the takeaway from this game is that they did it like and they did it well, because a lot of times when you get these kind of sequels that that, you know, for whatever reason, Mirror's Edge Catalyst comes to mind. You know, that was a game where the first one was very beloved. It had a very good core idea. But for whatever reason, it just it did not take off the way that it should have. But then people sort of came to it later. And they they discovered the, the the secret sauce of it, and and they they loved it, and asked for a sequel for years and years and years, and finally EA gives it to them, and it's it's not good. Like it, they changed the formula too much. It was an open world game when it didn't need to be. Like the core mechanics were still kind of there, but it was also like a reboot for whatever reason. Just a lot of a lot of decisions are sometimes made when something disappears for a long time and it comes back, like. I don't think it's quite as quite as a success as like Doom 2016, but I it's it's I, I guess it's surprising. Like I don't I don't want to dog Double Fine, but like I'm surprised they pulled it off because I think they're talented. But I think it's just surprising that that it happened. That that not only did it happen, but it happened in a way that's extremely uh, it's good. It's good for the fans. No, I agree. Uh, surprise may be the wrong word, but I'm definitely impressed. Um, the first game that came to mind was a game we were supposed to have done on this show, actually, uh, Dishonored 2. And that was, a, again, kind of more of the same, you know, um, building off the first game that I liked a lot. But something about it just wasn't enough. I'm not sure what it was. So I think I think uh, what Psychonauts 2 does for does for me so well is reintroduces a character and world that I did not know I was such a fan of actually like I knew I liked the world I knew I liked the characters but I didn't know like I liked it as much as I did because because as soon as I picked up the controller and, and started getting into the story I was already invested in a way where I'm usually not in 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 a game that has kind of uh, jokey stakes, like this, this is a, like I feel like the humor is back in a way where instantly I, I I'm attached to it. Yeah, I don't. Not to to totally derail this. It doesn't have the Marvel humor. Like it's got real humor, um, and that. Ooh, that's something spicy. that's something that I, I totally appreciate. But I, I, th- I think the reason it's able to do that is because it kind of fixes in many ways. The biggest problem I have with the first game is that it just the first game takes forever to to get going. Um, and this game does take a while to really kind of un- to, to not hold your hand. But it does a much better job of just the, the on ramp is so much easier. And but it still holds true to what I personally like about the first game is that it's just so out there every single time that you go to a new level it's something completely new like it looks completely different you're 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 not doing something drastically different but they change it up just enough that it's like oh like this feels new so every time i go to a new area i know i'm going to be doing something different and new and 
it gets to that so much quicker than the first game did. And that was really the biggest problem after that first game. Cause you start off with all basically all the same powers from the first game. And so, and they're slightly modified in a good way. Um, and you're getting right into combat. Like I, I feel like the combat doesn't even happen in the first game for like an hour or so. So it, it just, it dumps you right in. So even if you're not a fan or not a, if you haven't played the first game, you can totally still play this game and you can understand what's going on. Um, that's just a sign to me of, of good writing and, and just good mechanics being built into the game. And, and they clearly thought about that um, because it does not stop introducing new stuff for quite a while. Uh, you know, I mean, there's, you know, there's, there's new plot lines with Raz and his, because uh, he's basically an intern now, uh, no spoilers or anything like that, there's, you know, he, he's an intern now, so like, there's this, there was the big thing of him wanting to become a psychonaut, and then he finally gets there, but then they, they make him, they throw him in the intern pool, um, and so there's like, there's storylines with that, but then like, he also sort of meets his family, and you get to see Raz's family for the first time, and so there's, there's a lot of little things that they drop throughout the game, and it's just, it's, it's well-paced, um, and like you said, with the world, like this world, I think is much bigger, but it's also easier to get around. Oh yeah, perfect, perfect uh, explanation of that because this game opens up pretty quickly, and one of the first worlds is rather large, I think, and you don't get lost though. Uh, the the art style and the and the level design, to their credit, is so good that. There are landmarks everywhere to a point where it's like, oh, I remember that that unique looking tree or that 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 unique bounce that that, that unique jump uh, or or that that weird animal. Like everything is just so kind of out there and, and, and artsy and, and just well designed that no matter what area I go to, I'm not I don't, I don't feel overburdened, even though there are there are, there are, there are a lot of collectibles. Um, not Assassin's Creed level, but there is a, a quest early on, like a scavenger hunt quest, that takes that takes you all across all the areas, looking for certain items to get your clothes back. Um, and initially, I was I thought I would never be able to do that, or or rather, I thought it would be a chore to do it. But everything just kind of is laid out in a way where oh, there that is, there that is, in break down that wall and there that is like i want to give credit to uh their double fine in their in their creative process and how they uh just cleverly laid out their their level design like it is it, it's very impressive uh and i i feel yeah like i said and i not, not to repeat myself but like it, it really does take up what the first game does uh and, and it does it better in a lot of ways uh that being said for all the praise, I, I do. There are some. I don't want to say growing pains, but there's a couple of decisions that I don't. I don't love. Um, the quest tracker is terrible, like absolutely terrible. So I found myself that I was trying to play this game and, and a couple other games at the same time, just because there's stuff that I wanted to play and stuff that we were playing for the show and stuff. And so I, I would put it down for maybe like a day or two, and I'd come back to it, and I, I would, I would be kind of lost uh, because the quest tracker it doesn't. I don't need a quest tracker to, to basically tell me exactly where something is, but I, I need a little bit of help sometimes, especially if I haven't played it for a little while. And I got kind of lost for like literally half an hour to an hour because I was like, I don't remember what I was doing exactly. And I don't really know where I'm supposed to go. And I got kind of hard locked there. And once I figured it out, it was fine, but I could totally see people 
you know, if, if you don't have the time to sit down and, and play it straight through or, or come back to it relatively quickly, or if you end up leaving in the middle of a quest, you could probably get lost in a way that's, I, I dare want to say almost detrimental. Like, I think it could turn you off of the game. Um, and I don't, I don't know if like, I can't really think of another sort of collectathon style game where I've had that issue before. So I, I don't really know why I'm having that issue, but I feel like part of it is uh, I feel like there's there's an old school kind of design approach to this game, in a sense that a lot of like the quest, like the quest system and the map system and the traver- and like the, the fa- even the fast travel system to a degree is so built into the narrative in the world that it, it feels more old school in design practice rather than like a newer school game where all that stuff would be accessible from almost a hot button where like two buttons and, you, and, you're, and you're back at, a, at one location or, or it's very easy to, to, to get from one place to the other. Not that it's hard to get from one place to the other here. It's just a matter of remembering where you were right as opposed I, to you know I, I i would actually kind of say it can be kind of hard because the game never part of it is is the map screen like the quest log is just it's just like a like a piece of paper like like it's not really interactive or in any way it shows you a map like literally that's it you get the map like you can't scroll on it you can't really do anything with it uh, but they never blatantly also tell you where the fast travel points are so there was an instance to where, like, I didn't even know this. there's a certain forest area that I didn't know there was a fast travel point in there until way later in the game because it showed up on my fast travel when I was doing something else kind of thing. Um, so I guess I would say, like, maybe maybe that is the problem is that it's just I don't I don't know if I want to call that old school, though. Like, to me, that just seems underbaked. Like, I feel like that should be because I'm, I'm trying to think of other collectathons and I. I'm thinking like Mario Galaxy and, and stuff like that. But I think I think the difference with that is that Mario Mario Galaxy and Mario 64 has always broken it up by go get this star and then we're going to pull you all the way out and then you can kind of go back in. Like it's very easy to to look at the, the bite-sized world. Some of them are bite-sized, but you can look at the, the level that you're on and it very clearly gives you a direct path, whereas this is a little more open. Um, so maybe it's the openness factor. But I it's not detrimental by any means, but it's definitely something that I noticed. Oh, absolutely. I, I think there's improvements to be made there. At the same time, um, I didn't personally find it uh, too mu- too big of an issue or even like uh, too small of an issue. Uh, I remember it being an issue in the first game. And I think that's where, no, I think that's where I would agree with you. If this is your first Psychonauts game, you will absolutely have that issue and that concern. Uh, the first one is just fresh up in my mind to where I kind of knew what a, tra- a fast travel looked like now. So I almost had my eye out for it. But if, if it was like playing my first one, the first one all over again, yeah, I would have that issue all over again. I agree with you. So, yeah, and it's tough. I, I, yeah, but I belabor the point anymore. Uh, but I think the other issue, and I, I think I'm, I don't want to say I'm alone in this, but I think I'm mostly alone is that, and, and stay with me. Um, I got a lot of Kingdom Hearts 2 vibes from it. And what I mean by that is... Best game ever? I agree. No. Uh, um, not? 
the first time I played Kingdom Hearts 2, I was blown away. 10 out of 10. Like, <laughs> like 15 out of 10. I was just like, this is the best game ever made. Best game ever made. I was also like 12 and... and Mickey Mouse is in it. Game over, guys. You win. <laughs> Point is, is that second time I played through that game, I noticed something and I couldn't unsee it. And that's that the game never shuts up. <laughs> like, every single time you enter a new screen, it wants to tell you a story. And most of the time, it's not really anything important. <laughs> and I kind of feel that way about Psychonauts 2 to a degree, but I've only played it once, if that makes sense. Like, many times I was like, I would go to a new area and it's like, They'd do a little cutscene, or they'd introduce something, and sometimes I'm like, that was completely pointless, and it it was like two or three minutes of my time. Not that it's you know detrimental or anything, but I feel like the second time I play this game, like yes, you can skip the cutscenes, and I I have played Kingdom Hearts two since they've added being able to skip cutscenes, and I'm like, I'm always skipping cutscenes. There's there are moments I don't think it's as detrimental as Kingdom Hearts two because there's times in Kingdom Hearts two where you, you do not get to play the game because it just never shuts up. Um, that's half the game. It, like it's literally half. Yeah, the game. it is, and it, it just never shuts up. I don't think Psychonauts has that problem. There's more than enough times where I am playing the game and I'm playing it for an extended period of time. It's letting me do the thing that I want to do. Um, but I, I, it, it is a little bit too chatty for my liking. And I think as time goes on, I think that will rear its head more. The first time through, obviously, like I said, like you're interested because this world is genuinely fun and, and you want to learn more about it. But then sometimes when they, they stop talking, it's like, okay, that literally didn't do anything for me. Um, so I don't think it's a, it's a massive point, but I, it's something that stuck out to me that it would, it would definitely affect, like if I was rating the game, um, a five out of five or whatever, you know, like it would, it would affect it for me. I, th I think it would knock it down a little bit. So, and again, I think I'm probably mostly alone in that, but, I think other people could see it too. Yeah, uh, I, I can't say it really uh, annoyed me, at least not on the first playthrough. And to be honest with you, as much as I do like the game, I'm not going to do a second playthrough. I don't think I don't think it's one of those games for me. For sure. So I will never find out. <laughs> uh, how, but uh, but I think that I think the 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 largest issue for me is definitely. If you walk away from this game long enough, there is some getting your bearings back involved. It's not you're not you're not just jumping right into it, especially with the um, the Xbox uh, uh, quick resume. Yeah, because it it literally just boop like 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 you never left. Right. But it's been a week and a half. I'm like crap. Um, don't know what's going on right now. Um, they are there are little things like uh, Raswell say kind of outside in character like uh to himself or to the player i guess um oh yeah i have to go to a bowling alley and do this and that and it's like oh yeah that's what i have to do and it's it's neat but it's definitely could be done cleaner uh but other than that i think this is one of those uh sequels that 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 is at the same time very very faithful to the original and also not having that be a detriment to where it feels like it's stuck in the in, in, in the first game's time. 
Like it definitely feels like a, a newer game, feels like an updated, fresh experience, a fun, funny experience. And it definitely, and I think it's definitely worth the, if if you are that person, 15 year wait. Yeah, I agree. It's everything that we talked about that, that we found negative. I don't think any of them are detrimental by any means. Um, it is not a perfect game, but it is a very, very good game. And again, like I'm not trying to dog double fine, but to me, it's still just so surprising. And it's, and I, th- I think it is surprising simply because like double fine made Psychonauts and you know we didn't we didn't love it back then, and we probably don't love it now. But I agree with that. But it it found an audience, and I still think it's it's one of their better games. And since then, like most of their games are not to the same level. Like they don't make AAA games for the most part. Like like they did uh, Brutal Legend, and that was I am still, not good. Yeah, I'm I'm still sort of confused by that game and the push that it got like that game was supposed to be a big deal like that was the you know if uh, dating myself i'm not dating myself but like i remember weird things about certain events and stuff like that was one where like i think it was like the first ever video game awards they had jack black because jack black was the character and like the whole time like they're teasing like oh you're like tim schafer's next game from double fine features jack black wait till the end so you can watch it and there was jack black had a flamethrower at one point and they like they closed the show with this massive trailer for Brutal Legend. And it was just like, I remember looking at that game and just being like, I don't, what am I missing here? Like, like there's nothing about this that, that appeals to me. Um, so it, to me, it's, it's just kind of strange. Like I did not expect the level of quality from Double Fine simply because they don't, they don't make the, these type of games that much anymore because they're a smaller team, et cetera. So it's just, it's really cool that it, it's not only just a good game for people that like Psychonauts. I can confidently say that this is a fantastic game. Like from start to finish is really, really good. There's a couple things that might annoy you, but I cannot find any major fault to be like, no, you should not play this game. No, I agree. I I'm, I will go out and say I'm flat out surprised <laughs> um, because I, did, I didn't like, a, I would say most anything past Psychonauts 1. Uh, I mean, Brutal Legends, I remember getting that huge push. And then also um, uh, Broken Age being like that year's indie darling, like where, where, where it was getting all the talk of the indie circuit. And I remember finishing that like, and like it was nothing special there either. Uh, I, 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 I do think their, uh, their hit or miss as a uh, as a group, but I believe uh, Psychonauts may be their bread and butter. That may, it might be the one where they just know all the beats and you know can easily hit those. Whereas anything else, you, you kind of have to do some more research before you go all in. Right, like uh, Headlander is a game I know that they made. Headlander's cool, but like. I, I if I had never played Headlander, I wouldn't be upset about it. <laughs> like, so it's just it it's just refreshing, you know. And and it, it's an interesting story because Microsoft now owns them, and so uh, I'm next time Double Fine shows up in Microsoft's portfolio, I'm going to pay more attention. So that's that's exciting as a gamer. So, but there you have it. I think we've we've made our point. Psychonauts Two is a definite play. On Game Pass, if you have it on PC or Xbox, did you play an Xbox or 
I'm just curious. I did both actually, just to uh, kind of test things out. You know, like the uh, the save anywhere resume. Oh stuff wait, did, and, did, uh, does it does it have save anywhere? It does have. That. Oh okay, then I was wrong at the beginning because the listing said no. So fix that, Microsoft. <laughs> no, uh, uh, yeah, I I played on my piece. I played. I started on Xbox, switched to my PC. My PC pulled the save. Started there, uh, switched back to the Xbox. It did take a little finagling for Xbox to pull it from the cloud, I guess, or the server, whatever. But other than that, uh, it was pretty much butter, and yeah, so yeah like it works on both. Sometimes, if you, um, if if you if you try going over from one to the other immediately, the Xbox is like, well, hang on a second, <laughs> I'm I'm not ready. So um, we didn't really talk too much about visuals and stuff. Like we said, it looks good. But what I, there's one thing I want to say is that if you have an HDR TV, I actually think the HDR, the auto HDR implementation is very bad. Um, it makes the brights way too bright unnaturally, and it makes the darks way too dark unnaturally. I turned off HDR, and I, I found the game to be it, – it, I am not a, a what they call a highlight whore or anything like that when it comes to HDR. Um, I enjoy them, but I feel like this is an an example of when HDR is just like, what if we just took all the colors and blew them out? Like, no, that's not that's not that's not great. Maybe if you're if you have a a very dull TV, like a you know a a not bright image, maybe that would help. But as someone who has an OLED, that it's a stealth flex right there. It was just like this is too much. Um, I, I turned off the HDR and it was significantly better to my eyes. So. It's the only other thing I guess I could say, but I don't really fault the game for that. So I uh, didn't play it in 120 hertz, only played it in 60 because of uh, HDMI 2.1 issues. So that's always fun. But there you go. Psychonauts 2, it's a play. You should play it. Play it now. Let us know what you think about it. Gpopfans at gmail.com. Or you can shoot us an email or a uh, text message or a voicemail. 574-651-9256. In terms of the future, the future. The only game that I really have on the docket that I uh, am interested to talk about is The Artful Escape. I'm going to make Basher play that, even though, small spoiler alert, I don't think he's going to like it. <laughs> but I want to play it. All right, I've played it, and I want to talk about it. So is there anything on that you're looking at? Is that one of those fancy-smancy games where, you, where it's all hoity-toity, artsy-smartsy? It is... Yes, I'm going to say yes, but I'm not going to say anything else because I have a lot to say about it. All right, all right. Uh, I think there's a new runner on there. I think it's called Neon Abyss. That is old. Is That is like a year I and just, a half old. I just saw the have, thing pop up. I have played I have game. no idea. When it comes to Game Pass, uh, I just kind of go with cool art cover right no I, no neon abyss that you know I, I have played that game and i would totally talk about that game so all right that might be on the agenda yeah, who no. knows and I, I played that because of game pass that was one that i hopped into and played and i, I that might have even been before we started podcast i'm not sure so there's also a game and i don't know if it's on console as well uh it's called skatebird i just have to see what that is <laughs> like, like what does that even mean and there's also a game called i am fish what does that even mean? So, all right, let's peek behind the curtain a little bit. As someone is, we have been, I don't want to say struggling, but we've just had life sort of get in the way recently. 
and I have literally just been downloading every Game Pass game and just trying them for like 10 minutes. And the fact that like now they're dumping like 12 games, I'm actually super excited. But like I Am Fish and Skatebird are some of the most ridiculous titles and covers I have ever seen that like I have to see what they are. <laughs> what is Skatebird? Like I, I don't even like I have no idea what it is, but like. Is it like if you heard the name Skatebird, what do you think it is? Just by the cover, it's a bird on a skateboard. So I'm with in. headphones on. Like what? What? What is it? <laughs> I gotta know. I got to know. I'm 100, and that's 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 my pick. Exactly. So there you go. But we're definitely gonna be talking about the Artful Escape. We're gonna be playing some stuff. Um, so Neon Abyss was probably on the the agenda, and maybe we're gonna talk about some skateboard, or maybe I am fish. Because why not? But all right, that is going to do it for this episode of Game Pass or Pass. Like us and rate us on your favorite podcast service. It really does help out. And we will see you next time with The Artful Escape. Good day, sirs. And we are out.